Thank you for tuning in to Love in Your Hands with Cynthia Clark, the podcast about how to live life with love, passion, and purpose. This podcast is sponsored by loveinyourhands.com, the place to find long-lasting love through the merging of ancient science, modern technology, and quantum physics. Tired of superficial connections? Go to loveinyourhands.com and start your free Align to Your Soulmate five-day challenge where you could win a $20 Amazon gift card. Now here's your host, Cynthia Clark, certified palm reading consultant, love compatibility coach, author, and speaker. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Cynthia Clark, and I am always excited to bring wonderful guests and information to you every week here at loveinyourhands.com and Love in Your Hands podcast. And today we are going to start out with a little palm reading lesson. Um, It's all about answering the question, do you feel unappreciated? Okay, this is something that happens in relationships quite often. And I I really feel for, for you if you do feel that because it's actually something that's been in my hands for a very long time. So <laughs> I'm still trying to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I want to take you through it and have you look at your own hands today. And then I'm going to introduce our very special guest. So if you're feeling unappreciated, uh, we want to take a look at the heart line, which is, of course, a major line in your hands, and it's located just underneath your fingers. So it's going to be that major deep line that is just underneath your fingers, and it heads, uh, it starts underneath the little finger, and it heads towards either the middle finger or the index finger. And you want to look First of all, on that line, we're going to be looking at a variation of that line. Okay, so the heart line, first of all, if you're not familiar with it, it tells you about your emotional flow, how you're feeling, and also how much you're feeling. Okay, so if you're feeling unappreciated, you're going to have this little marker on this heart line that I call a dropping cross. Okay. So a dropping cross is going to be either underneath your ring finger, okay? And it's going to look like a little, like it, like it dangles a little bit, okay? And it could also show up a little farther over. So it could be, it could vary on like where it shows up, but that's going to show that you're feeling unappreciated, okay? So just see if anything is dropping off of your heart line. And it could also show up underneath your middle finger. It could show up a little closer to your little finger as well. So anywhere in there, and depending upon where it is dropping, it's going to show, like, who who do you not feel appreciated by? (laughs) Okay, so that's kind of another interesting thing. If you feel unappreciated by your partner or your family, your close inner circle, then it's going to be closer to the little finger. And if you're feeling uh, unsupported more by like the group, then it's going to be showing up more underneath your ring finger. And if you're feeling unappreciated in work, it's going to show up underneath that middle finger. So it's quite fascinating. (laughs) Now, the cool thing about lines is that they do change over time. So they're not necessarily... 
Uh, you're not stuck with this forever. So I'm, I'm still looking at mine like it hopefully will start to fade at some point, <laughs> but I'll keep an eye on it. So, um, and of course we're, we're gonna learn, well, how can we feel more appreciated? And maybe our guest can help us with that question. So uh, anyway, I would love to introduce you now today to our beautiful guest, Anne Skelton, who is a relationship coach and a mentor, and she works with people worldwide and um, particularly men, which is always, um, we can't forget about our men. So I'm interested in learning more. So thank you, Anne, for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. And hi, everybody. So, so tell us a little bit about you and how you got started into um, coaching and, and why do you do what you do? Uh, so this is quite, quite um, an interesting story, actually. I watched a, a program on TV that was called The Seven Year Switch, and they took um, some couples and they split the couples up. So they would take the dominant, dominant male from one relationship, dominant male from, uh, sorry, dominant female from another relationship, pair those off. And then you had the sort of kind of um, the, the needy, partner that would be paired with the with another needy partner and they took them to Thailand and made them live in an apartment uh, together as if they were husband and wife obviously they made the decision being that there was only one bed that one would sleep in the bed and one on the sofa um, and that happened across all four couples which is quite nice um, but it was a really really interesting program and uh, I loved the concept on that on that program was um, a relationship coach and I thought he was really cool. So um, it sort of it sparked some interest in me. And um, my husband and I had been having some problems. So following that program, I looked up uh, a relationship coach and really liked the ethos and how it all worked. And um, it really made a difference to us. So following that, I went to an event called Expert Empires, which is um, organized by a great guy called Nick James and uh, he organizes for entrepreneurs and uh, business owners and motivational speakers authors all to come and speak at his event and um, whilst I was there there was one particular lady and I thought I really really need to hear her speak she was doing a special talk during the lunch break so my husband and I went off during the first morning break and made sure we had our lunch so that we didn't have to rush out get lunch rush back and then sit and watch so um we had our lunch already and as soon as she came on to speak we were prepared uh, so her name is nikki v and she and her husband have introduced to the world the master coach um way of coaching and uh i was absolutely hooked after i heard her speak and thought i really need to do this master coach course so i signed up there and then and uh, I went on and did the accreditation and absolutely loved the coaching style. And um, it really gets people to, it really gets them clarity. It gets them to look at their role in um, what's going wrong in their relationship, which is a really important part of it because we tend to always look at the other person and blame the other person when things are going wrong. And, um, I'm not necessarily saying that you're doing something wrong, but your role in it will make a difference to how the other person reacts and responds as well. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's so easy to fall into that victim mode 
in absolutely. relationships, especially. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, we all no, nobody likes to be wrong, right? So they uh, they, they blame somebody else because then they don't have to look at themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, so how did you end up uh, choosing to work with men in particular? How did that all come about? Well, um, I've, I've been approached by quite a lot of men, which has really surprised me because, you know, society will have us believe that men don't talk about these things and they don't want to admit there's problems. But I think now with um, men's health being sort of at the forefront of the news and um, society at the moment, that they're, they're feeling freer to open up and start talking about how they feel. Mm. So it's just giving them the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I would agree. I, since I've gotten into this realm as well, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by the number of men who have approached me. And yeah. yeah, it's really, it's so great to see because I, I have a soft spot for all people, but it's easier for women, it seems like, to be opening up to their feelings than it is for men. Yeah. That's such a trained yeah. thing in society, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the suicide rate amongst men is so high, um, you know, because of the pressures of working, providing for families and things. And, um, you know, if there's any problems in the relationship, I'm not saying that that causes the suicide, but some of the things can compound and it just sometimes they feel like that's the only way out. And if there's a way to to give them an outlet for their emotions, I'd like to be able to be part of that. Mm, I agree. That's um, so important. I yeah. used to live in Aspen, Colorado, and oh. we, it, you would think that's like such a beautiful place, right? And it is. And there are so many, uh, I mean, the natural beauty there is just amazing, but the suicide rates there were also quite alarming. And yeah. I was amazed after I moved there that that was the case. It's like, well, how can this be, you know, yeah. and it, it, it just yeah. really broke my heart to, to hear that so many people were struggling and, and you're right, the majority yeah. of them are men. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very sad. It's yeah. funny that I, I wrote a story very many moons ago at school about Aspen, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's why my eyebrows sort of raised. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I lived there for I had a fixation years. with America for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I met my husband in Aspen. So, um, How did you? My new nice. husband and I have been together now um, for a number of years. But yeah, it's uh, I, I needed to go just to, to find him. <laughs> 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 Thank goodness she went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, awesome. so let's talk a little bit about this feeling unappreciated concept because I do feel like, you know, maybe maybe your relationship is not terrible, or you know, maybe you're you're working through things and and for the most part, you know, you you've got it together, which I feel like a lot of people have things more together than maybe they realize mm. but um feeling unappreciated is just one of those kind of annoying feelings right <laughs> it is and um it, it's, it the problem is twofold first of all is when we feel unappreciated the intention of the other person may not have been to make us feel unappreciated um and then then for men to feel appreciated is much more important to them than it is to women, funny enough. Hmm. 
So, uh, you know, we, we always have to make sure that we appreciate our men. So appreciate everything they do for us. You know, the fact that they go out to work and provide for us, um, even if we're not in a, you know, an old fashioned relationship where the man goes out and provides, um, we still need to, you know, acknowledge and appreciate what they do. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And a lot of times in relationships, it seems like we can get stuck in our you know, everyday mundane energy and, and we don't necessarily acknowledge things and we're just kind of going through the motions. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. We sort of fall into an unconscious behavioral uh, system that, that fails relationships time and again. So, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to, um, let ourselves feel angry or upset about certain situations um, but we, we can control that and, you know, it is important that we do think more about the emotion that's driving the behavior than the, than what we consider the other person has done wrong mm. because there is no right and wrong. Right. Yeah. There is no right and wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only our own beliefs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Once we take a look at our own mirror, <laughs> then... Yeah. Yeah, which is a very difficult thing to do. It's not not easy to self um, to self analyze uh, at all, you know. But uh, once you can master that, it does make a lot of difference to relationships, and not just your intimate relationships, but with family and friends as well. Absolutely. So, so do you recommend that people, uh, in order to set themselves up for greater success, they need to take a look at themselves and and do you help them through that is that part of what you do yeah it is about helping them to have reali realizations about their own behavior and when i say behavior i don't mean you know bad behavior but just any behavior just the way we act the way we respond to things it just um helps them to realize that even on a small scale that they might be playing a part in what's going wrong mm -hmm. absolutely Yes. And people, um, you know, it does take time to make shifts, but as you, yeah, nothing, nothing I, happens overnight. I I'm amazed how things can actually shift fairly quickly. Once you become conscious of a, a subconscious program or just a habit that you have. And yeah, as, absolutely. as soon as you become aware of it, it's already starting to shift. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that can be in, in any area of life, really. You know, if you're feeling a bit depressed, you know, once you start looking at um, what it is you're depressed about, because there nearly always is a cause. It's just we don't always want to accept where the depression has come from. But um, when we start looking at why we're depressed and if there's anything that we can do to change that, um, some of the things we just have to accept and move on and not not be depressed about those. Um and other things we can that we can change we just need to take one step forward to try and making a change um with whatever it is that's causing us to be depressed so that we can start to take control again hmm. yeah absolutely and and it's so nice to know that there's people like you out there who have that um obviously caring demeanor and yet you can also be that sort of neutral person too, where you don't have to, you know, you're, you're safe, but you also have that perspective that's sort of outside the situation. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with coaching, there is no judgment. You know, it's not about sitting there and saying, oh, well, yes, you know, I agree with your wife. You did this wrong. Oh, yes, I agree with your husband. You shouldn't have done that. It's not it doesn't work like that at all. It literally is just getting each person in the relationship to look at how they perceive things and whether how they perceive it is what is contributing to the problem. Hmm, absolutely. So when it comes to uh, working with people, do you work with people already? Are they already in relationships or are they looking for relationships? Are they heartbroken from a divorce or, or what are the types of people that you, that you work with? Funny enough, um, I set out to work with mostly with couples, knowing that I could work with one or both. It, it doesn't really matter, but I've actually, um, drawn attention from people who are going through divorce and there is no way back but um, helping them to sort of find themselves again and find they're happy and realize that perhaps they've become uh, a different person to what they really are and that um, giving them a way to find the real person that's inside them sort of bursting to come out again mm, yeah um, and yeah and and i have been approached uh funny enough through linkedin quite frequently <laughs> from people who are looking for a relationship and um i have offered one or two of those assistance in finding the right person for them because <laughs> it's not me <laughs> i get quite a lot of offers because of the hashtags that i use you know relationships couples love happiness it's inevitable that I'm going to get a few offers. Yeah, I've also received a few of those offers. It's like, are you looking for your soulmate? Hey, I could be your soulmate. It's like, uh, no, and this really isn't the uh, platform to do that either. No, no, I'm already happily married. Very disappointing for them. I know, and I'm not interested in... Uh, you know, a uh, polyandrous behavior. <laughs> so <laughs> same <Yeah>. here. <laughs> so that's funny. So, um, so tell me a little bit more about uh, some of the, uh, maybe some advice, some general advice that you could give some of the men who are maybe struggling at this point, and maybe they're thinking about um, hiring a coach like you. Uh, you know, what, what advice would you tell them or, or offer them? Um, if it's advice on whether they should contact me or not, I'd say, absolutely. There's no judgment. Um, you're free to speak to me in confidence and that confidence will be maintained throughout, um, as in, you know, confidentiality. Um, and advice if things are not going quite right in their relationships um, to to sit back and have a really hard look at themselves and say just for maybe one of the ways that they behave with their partner to say actually do you know what I'm a little bit unfair when I behave like this and just to go to their partner and say look I don't handle things very well when this happens um, I'm sorry let's work on changing it hmm. So taking some responsibility in the relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
That makes and especially for a man, because women, uh, women seek certainty, and um, when they don't have certainty, they can behave um, in ways that are detrimental to a good relationship as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, relationships, you know, a lot of times I think people think that they're like, we should be able to figure it all out, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, we don't have lessons about relationships at school in that sense. Um, I am trying to introduce a little bit more sort of motivational talking in schools. So I'm, I'm working on a couple of schools to get in and uh, talk to, you know, young children because, you know, bullying is a big thing as well. And, uh, you know, for them to understand that even if somebody says something to them that they don't like, it's not, it may be classed as bullying, but it's not necessarily something that they need to take as personally as they do. And um, I think it's important to, to help people to learn how to have relationships early on. It, and it's something that we don't learn in school. We don't learn about, you know, fixing things in the same way. To be honest, they don't have time at school to do that. You know, they, they have enough things to do, certainly in England anyway, with all the mm -hmm. statistics they have to provide and stuff like that to the government. So, mm -hmm. you know, the actual, the actual caring and uh, not, not that they don't care, but they're limited on the amount of care that they can give when it comes to relationships. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, I, I think it's just our traditions that we're expected to have the parents take care of stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And you know, they, they are our teachers when it comes to relationships. So if, if people are growing up, um, you know, if children are growing up in a, in an environment where the parents are always shouting at each other and blaming each other for things, that's exactly what they're going to learn. And when they then go into an intimate relationship themselves, the behavior is going to be pretty much the same because it's, it's what they've learned growing up. So they think that's what's normal. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's children who go through, um, their parents go through divorce and then they're going to learn a whole nother set of uh, behaviors and expectations. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Because that will create fears for them, you know, that marriages don't last and, what's the point in getting married? So, you know, they, they restrict themselves from having, you know, a long and happy marriage because of what has happened with their parents. Hmm. Yeah. So do you believe that anybody can actually heal from stuff like that? If they want to, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, you do have, I do have people come to me and they, are absolutely adamant that they've not done anything wrong, that they've not played a part in anything. And, you know, they, they're sort of uncoachable in a way because you have to be able to look at yourself a little bit um, yeah. to be able to see, you know, how you're reacting to things. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a little example so that, um, you know, maybe people can make a little bit more sense of it. So um, <clears throat> years ago, I would have res responded completely differently to this scenario. But um, I don't know, about six months or so ago now, my husband walked past me while I was at the fridge, as we call it in England, the refrigerator. And he said to me, um, get that lunchbox out. And most women, as I did, would say, please. And expect them to say, oh, please, and be sorry, and what have you. And um, <laughs> for me, it was just important at that moment to do what he needed. And that was just get the lunchbox out. So I got, took out the lunchbox, put it on the, the worktop, as we call it in England, the counter, um, 
put the lunchbox out. I never said another word. He didn't say thank you. He didn't acknowledge that I'd got the lunchbox out. He carried on with his day. But, you know, he was happy. And I could have chosen to be really angry. I could have chosen to tell myself he doesn't care about me because he didn't use manners and he didn't make me feel good because he didn't use manners. Or I could just say, do you know what? He just needed his lunchbox. I've got it out. He's happy. He's getting on with his day. And I'm actually still happy because I didn't uh, stress about it. Mm, right. so it's, it's a tough thing to, to expect someone to do. But, you know, I'm just living proof that you, <laughs> if you do it, it actually isn't a big thing. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. yeah. And, and it's almost like if we're looking for, you know, that sort of animosity, you know, energy. Yeah, we can find it. We yeah. can absolutely create it and find it. For sure. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, so dissolve it too, like you said. And, and we, we do it just because we are really convinced and our perception of what is happening is all about us and how someone else feels about us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, until we actually have the fact where they say, I don't care about you or I don't love you because I've asked for this in this way. Yeah. We're just making up. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, these are all really good points. So, yeah, so yeah. we need to be aware of who we are. We need to be aware of how we react to things. And absolutely, yeah look at especially if we're in an intimate relationship it's like well how can I create more harmony in this relationship absolutely yeah you know and some of the you know some of this could be considered a bit old-fashioned but do you know what if it works and it's not broken don't fix it right <laughs> absolutely I in a lot of ways I'm old-fashioned <laughs> <laughs> I think secretly quite a few of us are <laughs> I really appreciate when my husband opens the door for me, for example. Oh, wow. That's lovely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. To have. I hope you um, tell him that you appreciate that and yeah. that you acknowledge that he did it because that's really important for a man yeah. you to acknowledge that he's opened the door for you and, mm -hmm. and to say, I really appreciate it when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I In think... fact, here's a little tip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever your man does something for you that you like, you just say, I love it when you do that. Hmm. and name the thing so I love it when you hold the door open for me yeah because that will make him feel really good and he'll think well she likes that so I'll do more of it and then mm -hmm. so you get more of what you like and he does it more and more and more so you yeah. know so it's happening yes and it, and just talking about it too just makes me smile because it's like wow he really does a ton of stuff for me if I start to think about it <laughs> yeah because we're living it unconsciously most of the time, we forget to remember these things, you know, that are so important. Yeah. And they might just be, seem like small things, but the small things add up and make it something much bigger and nicer. Yeah, exactly. And if we're not getting it, we can also do it the same way, but in sort of a reverse way. Say, you know, I really love it when you do this or if you would do this. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you do, do have to be a little bit careful not right. to, not to make it sound like you're disappointed. Telling them, yeah, you're, or disappointed. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because disappointment to them, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, you don't want them to feel disappointed that they're not living up to to your your desires and right. wishes you know yeah exactly but yeah you could throw it out especially if it's important enough 
Um, yeah. Yeah. You could always start with, I really appreciate this that you already yeah. do. Yeah. And, and then yeah. it'll be much better received. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult because, you know, there, there's a fine line here between expecting them to do things that we like when it's beyond their realm of capability. Now, this that that sounds kind of a bit harsh, really, but you, you take personality profiles into uh, account here. Um, you know, one of the things that my husband and I always used to not argue about, but I used to get very disappointed that he would never dance with me. You know, we never went on the dance floor together and say, you never dance with me. You know, and I would always be so miserable about it. You know, why don't you dance with me? You know? mm-hmm. um, but for him, the discomfort of being on the dance floor and being sort of center of attention, he, if he selects to do that, if he makes the choice to do that, it's all good. Mm-hmm. But if you put him in the situation where he has to do it because you want him to, then it's completely different. And I think, you know, we do have to be careful that we don't expect something from our partner and it works the other way around as well. If we're expecting something from them that they just are too uncomfortable to do, we mustn't take that personally because taking that personally will then lead us to make, um, have perceived ideas about how they feel about us. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Very well put. All right. Well, this has been such an interesting conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. No and, problem. It's been um, good fun. Why don't you tell us uh, how people can reach you and um, what, if any offers you have going on and, and all that fun stuff? Yeah. So um, you can contact me through my website, which is anneskelton.com. So A-N-N-E-S-K-E-L-T-O-N.com. I have a contact form on there. I'm also available on all the social media platforms. So um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, you you can find me and I'm normally... um, listed as either Anne Skelton or the relationship coach. So it's pretty easy to find me. Hmm. And you work with people all over the world, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. I actually have quite a few clients in America. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah. Oh, and I also offer a free confidential uh, chat, which can be done either over the phone or by Facebook messenger, WhatsApp or um, by text, however they um, feel comfortable with. Hmm. Okay. And my number is available on all on the website and all the social media platforms. Okay. Lovely. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun and remember everybody out there to live life with love, passion, and purpose. Uh, It is so worthwhile and we love you (laughs) and we hope that you have um, a fantastic day And we look forward to connecting again very soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Love in Your Hands. Please rate, review, and subscribe to show your support. This podcast is sponsored by loveinyourhands.com, the place to find and keep long-lasting love. Start your free Soulmate Connection membership today using the most innovative and accurate algorithm to match you to potential partners, all at loveinyourhands.com.